the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're going to talk about your life right in front of you. Talk about you right in front of you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. You jump in and we'll talk. Michael is going to start this hour. He's in Dallas. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you guys doing? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, nothing. So I'm in an interesting predicament. Um, I've incurred about 60 k worth of debt. Um, trying to survive a lawsuit. Um, I started a company with four gentlemen down in Austin. Uh, things were going well. Uh, this started right at the beginning of COVID, and we progressed for about three years. Towards the end, there were some, let's say, vision differences, and me and my partner ended up selling the uh, company to a company out of Houston, and two of the other gentlemen, our CTO and our CRO, basically stole all of our intellectual property and the problem lies i I have about um roughly about a two hundred fifty thousand dollar stake um that i'm i'm kind of chasing trying to figure out what i should do and whether or not i should i should give up and call it quits um but things have come basically sucked me dry and um, i'm getting kind of desperate so yeah i was hoping hoping to get some guidance Well, I don't borrow money, and um, I hate your position because this kind of stuff, I'm a redneck. It makes me mad. I want to fight to the death. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, and I'm yet you don't, and let, you simply don't have a war chest. Yeah. And yeah, you, you so, could go, you could go another $60,000 in four years in debt and still never yeah. see any of this. Yeah. Because about the only of. thing we're all sure about the court system is that it sucks. Yeah, I mean, if, even if you're right, it mm-hmm. sucks. It takes forever and a lot of money to prove you're right, and so no one ends up winning, as you figured out, but the lawyers. Yeah, even when you win, and, you lose. And and the other opposing party, uh, one of the gentlemen, his wife is a lawyer. She's actually a partner at a firm, so they've been very successful at just burying us in every which way they can. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just kicking the can yeah. down the road, dragging it out, and make it trying to starve you out. It's not yeah. a bad strategy on their part, actually, but, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, that's why we hired him. Yeah. I mean, you said your stake in this is $250,000. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That. That, so that that's essentially what my, my payout would be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but because they have stolen the intellectual property and done a split-off company, mm-hmm. uh, the company who bought us pretty much put a pause on it until, mm. you know, everything is resolved. Because the... the that's what they paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, and through a, just a, a number of loopholes I won't bore you with, they've basically been able to pull all of the, uh, I guess, most relevant information and the most uh, critical things that we would need. And, you know, they're, they're really just kind of holding it at this point just to hurt so, us or harm us. And so the intel, they're not competing with you with the IP yet. But they've but they've well, they, undone your your sale by holding the IP. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. They they have they have the um, inclination like they're starting a company that's mm-hmm. supposed to do something similar. The company um, that the you sold is, to do they have deep pockets? 
They do, yes. I'd cut a deal with them. Go to them, and let, go to them, and over. let them fight it, and tell them you'll take, you'll deduct the um, the uh, legal fees from their the stake that they owe you. Yeah, they owe you two fifty if you win, right? If you don't well, win, just, the company that yeah. bought this has got nothing. Yeah, because they got a competitor in the marketplace, and they don't even have access to the IP right now. You're telling me. Correct. Yeah. So they've got to win or their sale is bad. And what they're doing is they're saying, we're not going to pay you the 250 until you give us what we bought, mm -hmm. which included the IP, right? Correct. Yeah. If I'm that company and you came to me, I'll go knock them in the nose because I got the money. And I did this deal to start with. So in other words, they owe you 250 If they spend 150 on this uh, to get it, you're going to get 100 yeah, the the more you don't get otherwise. We we have a, a number of investors. I'm probably the smallest split of that. The total sale of the company was ten million dollars. Yeah, well, I would um, go to some of them yeah. then and do the same thing. Yeah, and just go, guys. I'm out. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I, I can't. I'm not financing this on a credit card. This is stupid. I, I can't. I I'm not. A, I don't have big enough war chest to stay in the fight. You know, I reached my end. So yeah. I, I'll give you, if you'll give me credit towards it or, or I'll even discount my share. Um, and then you, you know, take my share of the legal fees out of it and pay me out. If you win, good luck. I'll be happy to sign it over to you on that basis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the issue too, is I'm, I'm probably the smallest fish in this entire equation. I'm only 28. Most of these people are. 40 just you know longer careers a little bit more of a war chest like you said yeah m my only concern is one if that were to be the case i were to get some sort of payout and then they end up losing right then you won't get a payout come? yeah yeah they're taking the chance then not you that's why you would discount your share okay so if one of the other investors said okay we're going to continue the fight you can't and we'll continue it on your behalf. We're going to take your pro rata portion of the future legal fees out of your share, and we're also going to discount your share since you're not in the fight anymore. That'd be a deal for you. And it's not yeah. a bad deal for them because you're tapping out either way. Because if you tap out and do nothing and they go win, you're going to get the full thing. So it's a better deal for them if you offer to let them continue the fight on your behalf and you give them credit for that. That's a better deal for them. How many, because okay. there's like 10 or 15 people playing in this you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is not a, this is a complicated mess. Man. Wow. Golly. Some people's children. Yeah. Whew, man. <laughs> yeah. That sounds very, very, very stressful. There's a lot of money at stake. Yeah, there. I, I, you just can't stay in it, Michael. You, you've got to find a sugar daddy to keep you in the deal. Yeah, well, yeah, because if he tries to do this, he'll mess around and spend all his stake on lawyer's fees. Well, he won't even. Even then, he got, at least he wins, but he gets nothing. That's what I'm saying. He I mean, won't even he get anything for it. If he goes $250,000 in debt and then loses. Mm -hmm. Oh, then he's yeah, double. Completely screwed. Yeah. You know, so you just got to stop, Michael. You got to stop. But I would sell out my part to somebody, the buyer or the other investors or somebody at a discount. Yeah. Um, in today. Or if they want to give you cash, that'd be awesome. Or 
if uh, or better yet i would discount it and offer to have them reduce the amount by the my share of the attorney's fees going forward my 115th or whatever that ends up being like you said you're in a untenable situation this is why we don't believe in partnerships around here boys and girls the only ship that won't sail is a partnership this is the ramsey show I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Hey guys, Jade Washall Ramsey Personality is my co-host. We're heading to Chicago land in the morning. We'll be doing a uh, smart conference there Friday night and uh, all day Saturday. All the Ramsey personalities speaking on career, on life and money, and uh, of course on uh, anxiety and all the other things that Dr. John Deloney talks about. So we're going to be talking about every area of your life in one way or another. It's a day long or day and a half long adventure. It is a blast. It's a lot of fun. If you're in the Chicagoland area, we'll be on the Willow Creek campus utilizing their sanctuary to uh, do the event and we'd love to have you we got some tickets left check it out at ramseysolutions.com slash events also uh you should know that the first two hours on saturday morning we have decided we're going to live stream that free and that'll be uh a little bit from me but mostly jade and george's talk uh, george <laughs> camel's talk and jade's talk about how you can break free from money stress and create the debt-free future you deserve so if you want to hear a free money talk from jade and george just tune in by free live stream go to ramseysolutions.com slash live drop in your email we'll send you the link on saturday morning you can watch that live and uh, be about an hour a little more than an hour's worth of content total there for that whole thing so we'd love to have you guys and come in and join us if you're not able to be in the chicago area if you're gonna be in the chicago area you don't want to miss this Mm -hmm. these smart conferences uh, you know when you leave a smart conference um you're smart Er, there you go that's good our question of the day comes from neighborly your hub for home services they are your one place to find reliable hvac plumbing and electrical providers near you brands like AirServe, mr reuter and mr electric have professionals ready to help Stop wasting time scrolling through pages of results. Just go to neighborly.com. They'll help you. They're good people. They are. And today's question comes from David in Oklahoma. He says, my wife and I have started Financial Peace University. Way to go. We are on baby step two, and we have some questions. Currently, we have four vehicle payments, and I recently lost my job. We're living off my wife's salary and unemployment payments. We keep hearing about people selling their vehicles and buying cheap cars. How is this done when you're upside down? Very good. Uh, We are upside down on all four vehicles, and we want to know how to downsize. 
We are thinking about surrendering the motorcycles, but that will end up costing us around 16K after we sell them. Any help would be great as we are determined to get debt free. Okay, so I actually have a list that they've given me here. So they've got her truck, which is $852. Good God. A month, by the way. They've got her, oh no, I'm sorry, that was his truck. They've got her SUV for $677 a month. And then they've got two motorcycles. One's 555, the other one's 408. Now he doesn't tell me how far upside down they are. I'm going to assume. He thinks she's 16 on the motorcycles, but yeah. he's wrong. Well, why do you think he's wrong? Well, because he thinks that that if he sa- if that they're going to give him full price in a repo. If you do a voluntary repo and you take people the keys, they sell your crap on a repo lot. Oh, he had, you're right. He said surrendering. Don't yeah, do that. Don't do that. If they sell it on a repo lot, they sell it for below wholesale at a repo price, and they sue you for the difference. And it ain't going to be 16, dude. It's going to be 25. If you do that, so you don't, yeah. you don't surrender. You don't do a voluntary repossession. They may take them at some point if you can't get up right up on the payments, mm-hmm. but, but don't ever voluntarily because you lose control of the sale price mm-hmm. and then you've got to work out a settlement for the difference, the deficit balance. So no, no on the surrender. Oh yeah. Definitely try to sell on. them. Now these cars, uh, yeah, 852, $677. That's incredibly too high for car payments. I don't know how far upside down they are again, but the idea here is how quickly can you get some cash stacked up? All right. So what I'm doing is if I'm you is I know you're on baby step two, but I would pause baby step two for a second so I could stack up all the money you need to get out of this deal. Mm-hmm. Cause essentially this is part of baby step two. So if you've got mm-hmm. a lot of your margin going out to extra payments, Stop doing that and start stacking up as much cash as you can. And since you're in baby step two, hopefully that means that you're uh, working overtime. I know you lost your job, but right now, now is not the time to wait for your dream job to come along right now. Get any jobs you can, right? 70, while, while you fill in the gap, them, right? You know? And you take all drive, that money. You can drive because you got a lot of things to drive. That's true. Look, delivery services out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah. Now, put the kids on the motorcycle to deliver pizzas. So you got three things you can do when you're upside down. One is stack cash and cover the difference. So you got a uh, truck that's, you know, let's just, I can't even get past his truck. I know, 852. But the, um, the, her SUV, okay, 677. So she owes 60,000 bucks on the SUV. And when they look it up, it's worth 50. I'm making those numbers up. Mm-hmm. So let's say that may, means you're $10,000 upside down. How do you cover that? Well, one, you stack $10,000. And then you put that with the money with the buyer that the buyer has at 50 and you've got 60. Now you pay off the SUV and they send you the title and you give it to the buyer. Mm -hmm. That's one way. Second way is borrow the difference. That's a good idea. From your local credit union or for God's sakes, $852. If you borrow the difference on a credit card, you're still come out. Yeah. Okay. You're already eight bazillion dollars in debt. Even now if your credit just, is now shot, now you're just one bazillion dollars in debt. Yeah, and now it's just not. Now you're truckless. Oh well. Yeah, it's kind of goes along with being clueless. So um, yeah, even if your geez. credit is shot and you can't get a good rate from a credit union, dump just still dump card. it on a credit card. Yeah, it's yeah. still debt. You're just moving the debt around. All right. And then the third thing is a modification of that. If your truck loan or motorcycle loans are with your local lender your local credit union your local bank go sit down with them in person and say hi i'm unemployed 
you're getting ready to get a truck back. You want it? I don't think you do. Turns out this SUV, we owe 60000 on it. With you guys, it's worth fifty. You need to help us get out of this so you don't get stung. This is you talking to your credit union or bank manager mm -hmm. in person, not on the phone, and for God's sakes, not by email. Yeah. Go sit down and look them in the eye in person. And what we want you to do, Mr. Bank Manager, is allow us to sign the note for the difference when it sells. So we're going to put the, the SUV up for sale for 52000 It's going to sell for fifty, and we're going to come in here and we're going to sign an unsecured note for ten thousand dollars because you already have an unsecured note for ten thousand mm. dollars because you have a sixty thousand dollar loan on a fifty thousand dollar asset so you are already ten thousand dollars unsecured all we're doing with this transaction is admitting it and lowering our debt by five sixths therefore we have a higher probability of actually paying you because we can survive and so you talk them into converting the upside down portion into an unsecured note which, by the way, it's already where they are. They're already unsecured for that amount. Yeah. And you can do that if you go in person and present this logic to them. Plus, you're you know you're a bankruptcy looking for a place to happen right now. Mm -hmm. And in which case, they get a whole bunch of new trucks sitting in their driveway at the bank, and uh, they're going to get nothing. Yeah. Because they sue you for the deficit, you get nothing in bankruptcy on the deficit zero. They do. And something tells me, I don't know, I could be wrong, uh, David in Oklahoma, but something tells me with these trucks and vehicles. You got more stuff laying around to get rid of. You've got riding you mowers. Think he collects toys. He's got riding mowers. He's got a Peloton. He's got he. There's some stuff that can be sold and liquidated for oh, cash. A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Look at everything. Don't tell me you have a tractor. I'll kill you. Just don't <laughs> tell me. Just don't tell me right now. Sell Dave, the tractor. Choosing violence. <laughs> just sell the tractor. No, I mean I know this guy because I was this guy. Yeah. I mean I'm just a boy that collects toys. And, yeah. And the problem with a boy that collects toys it, is we collect payments with them if we're broke people do they have a golf cart too uh they might have a golf cart so and i'm yeah that yeah there's they for sure have a zero turn that's six thousand bucks <laughs> for sure i was shocked i didn't know that a lawnmower costs that much i didn't know dave until i saw him sitting out there and i was like wait a second you've got to be kidding there's a me. lot of lawnmowers that are nicer and more expensive than my first three cars they have because my none of my first three cars had Bluetooth. I'm just saying. So the tractor has Bluetooth. The zero turn oh, has Bluetooth. Definitely. What? Yeah. Wow. Because you have to listen to your tunes while you take ten minutes to mow your yard. She thinks my tractor sex. That's what y'all oh, are yeah. listening to. There you go. That's it. Uh, no, Sorry. she don't. She thinks you're broke. Ha! Because you are. Sorry, Jason Aldine. Yeah. There we go. This <laughs> is the Ramsey Show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, if you can't even remember the last time you had half an hour to yourself, be honest. Ask why. It's probably because everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving your life. And when you can't keep carrying that load, talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through your challenges with time, boundaries, commitments, and your own self-worth. Therapy can be incredible for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make that happen. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. 
Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Derek is in San Diego. Hi, Derek. How are you? I'm doing well, Mr. Ramsey. How about yourself, sir? Better than I deserve. What's up? Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Um, basically, I wanted to discuss my uh, current situation with saving money. I'm 28 years old. I make about 105 at my current role and another 25000 uh in side work through flipping items. And I am saving about three to $4,000 every month after all my expenses. I don't have like a car loan or anything of that nature. And I'm sometimes I worry that, you know, maybe I'm not enjoying life as much as I would like because I'm just so focused on saving money and budgeting and calculating my net worth every two weeks. Um, so I just wanted to get your guidance on when you really decide and how you can tell, you know, that you need to start enjoying life more with the money that you've saved. Yeah, one more time. you got 25 coming in on a side hustle. And what's the other? What's your core income? Uh, my W two every year is one hundred and five thousand. Okay, so so you're making like one hundred and thirty k with your side hustle. Correct. And you're saving like four a month. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. I think that's great. You know, one of the reasons that we walk through the baby steps is it kind of gives you. Um, guidance for each area of your life and then it also not only the guidance but it gives you the permissions to do what you want to do with your money so in your case if you have no debt right you if, have no debt at all of any kind no, i don't have i have a car that's you know 18 years old and do you have any have a, debt of any kind none none, none, none. at all no student none. loan uh my father is taking care of that uh, that's an agreement we had how much is a student loan? It's uh, sixteen thousand. Whose whose name is it in? It's uh, in my father's and mine. If it if it's in your father's and no, yours, no such thing. It's either a parent plus loan in his name or it's in your name. I believe then it technically is in my name. Yeah, I yeah. think technically it is. If it's in your name, you got to pay that. Kind of like you're in debt. Yeah, you got to pay it off. Like technically. Okay. okay. So how much money do you have saved? Like how much, how much money do you have stocked aside? Uh, we'll save right now. I have about a hundred and thirty thousand. How much is a student loan? Sixteen. Uh, about sixteen thousand. Good. Pay it off today. Pay it off today. Now your savings is it? What? Where is it? Is it just sitting in a high yield savings account? Uh, I have some in some Vanguard accounts, and then also four hundred one k, and about sixty thousand in uh, two bank accounts. Okay. okay, so the sixty thousand that's in the two bank accounts, pull pull some of the sixteen thousand to pay off the loan. How much credit card debt do you have? Uh, none. I just use debit. I've been following you for a long time. Okay. Well, sorta. Yeah. So then you under okay, then you understand the baby steps. So you're are are you already investing fifteen percent or more? Uh, yes, more than that. Okay, where do you live? Are you renting? Are you owning? Uh. I currently rent. Okay, so now we're now. That's why I was saying before we're using the baby steps to figure out what we should be doing, how we should be spending. So at this point, if I'm you, instead of overfunding the fifteen percent, I'd probably start focusing on a down payment 
because at some point you're going to want to stop renting. You're going to want to have control over that biggest line item on your budget, right? You don't want to rent forever. Rent is going up. It's always fluctuating, right? right. So if I were right. you, instead of doing over 15%, I would stop that, cut it at 15%, and then I would take your extra margin, put some of it to a down payment, right? That's baby step 3B. And then you get to decide how intense you want to be about this, right? You can decide if you're going to just go hard in the paint or if you want to pull back, it's like, you know what? I'm young. I got, you know, I, I, it doesn't have to be that intense at this point. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're, you're running on gazelle intensity. And now that your student loan is paid off, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. So here's what I would do. I pay your student right. loan off. Your dad has promised to pay it. I heard you loud and clear. He can pay you back. If he wants right. to pay it, he right. can That's pay you. Deal. But I don't want this in your name anymore. I want it gone. So you pay it off today. So your one hundred and five thousand in savings has been reduced by sixteen thousand. We take a portion of that and allocate it to your emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. The rest of that you can allocate as a down payment. Now back to your question: When do you enjoy life? Uh, now, now you need to budget some fun in your budget. All you do is save, and you need to have some fun right. in your budget, and you need to have some generosity in your budget that you don't have too. Mm-hmm. You need to be helping some other people. Right. You make $130,000 a year. You're 20-something years old. You don't have any debt. Yeah, you ought, to have, you ought to have some fun, and you ought to save some and invest some, and you ought to have some generosity. You ought to always have all three things in your budget once you're at your stage. Okay? So for the rest of your life, like, Derek, when Sharon and I get a check-in from a publisher or something these days, it's extra money. We have a formula we apply to it. Okay? We take out... You know, 40% for taxes, 10% for tithe, that leaves 50%. Now, then um, after that, uh, uh, because rich people pay all the taxes. Man, not, when you not, said 40%. None of the taxes. Let me help you with that, okay? <laughs> but anyway, but aside from that, the um, so, so then we apply the other, put the other 50% goes to three things, and we have a, a set percentage for more fun, more generosity, and more investing out of that other 50, Okay. Like one of my friends does that. He puts 30 in investing, increases his lifestyle by five and puts 15 into extra generosity. And that gets you to your 50. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, you work it out, but the, uh, my point is not necessarily the percentages or even that you have to have a formula for it, but you mm -hmm. ought to always have all three in there. Absolutely. And if you have all three in there, then you've got a pretty good balanced life. Cause once you're out of debt, other than the house, which you are today, because you just paid off your student loan, if you really follow us now, and then you have your emergency fund set aside. Once you're Bass Baby Step 3, yeah. you go from intense, which is what you've been living, to intentional. Mm -hmm. Intentional means we're investing some, additional generosity, and additional fun. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you can, so if you've been wanting to upgrade the dot, 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 the car that, that's the fun because <laughs> his car is old yeah okay you got it you, you're driving a beater then yeah let's let's upgrade the car and you probably have the money to do that above your emergency fund mm -hmm. even after you pay off the student loan today yeah he will because he had at least sixty thousand sitting he had 104 oh that's right but some of it was, i think was invested oh well but it was, was it invested in iras he said 401k oh was okay we don't touch that yeah 401K. don't touch the 401k yeah, no, okay okay that's good yeah but either way either way still still going to end up being the same thing so good question sir Good question. Thank you for joining us. So, guys, um, the, the things that we teach, they're, they're everywhere. I mean, you go through Financial Peace University, you get a detailed line-by-line -line thing of, okay, make sure 
what you guys talked about on the uh, uh, live stream the other mm-hmm. night, you and Rachel. Make sure you don't have a $3,000 tax refund. Right. Okay, adjust that. That's one of the things we teach. Make sure you're not sitting on whole life life insurance. Make sure you're not sitting on investments that are non-retirement while you're sitting on debt on the other side. That's right. Cash that down to 1000 bucks and mm-hmm. get it all clean. You know, start throwing it at your debt. Make sure you're working your debt snowball smallest to largest. Mm-hmm. Balance, not That's interest right. rate. That's right. Interest rate doesn't matter. Make sure you're on a written budget and in agreement with your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's about eight or ten things like that yeah. that you do that you go through if you say you're following us then you're really doing it that's right you're doing the baby steps the baby steps say when you're in one through three temporarily stop all investing while you're in baby step two getting out of debt and while you're getting your emergency fund built but here's the thing all investing not just down i sort of did i sort of follow you you can't you're either doing your (laughs) thing or you're doing our thing okay so this stuff works, but to the, but every time you dial back one of these eight or ten things and don't do that, you slow your butt down. Well, and you mess I don't yourself care, up. It's but a, it just slows you down. It's a prescription. When you go to the doctor and they say you're you sick, here's what you need, and they write it out for you, and you take it and cash it in. You don't go and choose. I'm I'm going to take that one. I'm not going to take that one. You know what? Don't give me that medicine. Give me this one. If you do that, you'll get sick, and you could die. You know the number. Read this the other day. What book was I reading? I, think, I guess it was Jordan Peterson's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was asking Deloney about this. I couldn't believe it. The number of people that go to the doctor and the doctor gives them a prescription that never fill it. Yeah, I know. And then the number of people that fill the prescription and don't take a stinking Come one on, of the pills. Come on, man. You're messing with your health. Un- I mean, so what was the point? What was I the went point? to the healer to do nothing that he said. <laughs> That's dumber than crap. I do not understand. Take I the hate doctors. I don't. I mean, I like doctors, but I don't want to go see one. Okay. People die over there. I don't want to go see them. But I, I mean, I want to. I, 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 but if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do what the guy take, said. Take the medicine. I mean, God, I do not understand. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, do this stuff exactly. Not because it doesn't affect me. We don't make more money if you do. Just it's good for you. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear. And that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for being with us. Melissa is in Mobile, Alabama. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm better than I deserve, Mr. Ramsey, and I bet you're just the same. Just the same, yeah. How are things in L.A.? <laughs> well, um, A.L., but yes. Lower Alabama? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, so um, I have actually just have two quick questions. One, I'm curious what the what a good ratio is between home value and net worth and then secondly i kind of become the uh 
person in my family that people go to for advice. So to help myself be a little bit more efficient, should I just start purchasing Ramsey Plus for all of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would break our heart. <laughs> we would hate it. That's uh, funny. Call up. We might get you a bulk deal. Um, <laughs> um, the ratio will change as your net worth goes up. That's not a set mm-hmm. ratio. Here's here's my point. Um, what we found among millionaires, the typical millionaire, when we studied the 10,000 of them for the Baby Steps Millionaires book, um, was that the typical person from one to five million dollar net worth, uh, they oftentimes sounded like we've got a million and a half dollar net worth and we have a $500,000 paid for house and about a million dollars in our 401ks and Roth IRAs. So about a third of their net worth was in their home when they reached that level. As you increase your net worth, your home should be a smaller percentage. So if you have a hundred million dollar net worth, you wouldn't necessarily want to, you would, you would not want a $33 million house. If you had a hundred million dollar net worth, that would be inappropriate. See, so one third doesn't apply then. Right. And if you go down and you say, okay, I got a $500,000 net worth. Well, a lot of times there, you're going to find the house to be about half of it. Mm -hmm. A paid for, a paid for house. Okay. So if $250,000 house, $250,000 in mutual funds in their 401ks at, at $500,000 would be fairly normal. But th- that's the point is there's not an exact, but it does, it does shift the further up the net worth goes. My home is a very small percentage of my net worth these days, mm-hmm. but I'm really blessed. I mean, the buildings we're sitting in are worth $600 million. So, um, you know, that's certainly yeah. my home is a small or much small percentage of that so that it would be absurd for sharon and i to do that so uh uh so if you were at the point of uh and i'm asking this question because melissa i don't know where you're going with this but if you're at the point where like maybe maybe i'm looking to retire but your home is the greater portion of your net worth and you know your your assets your investments are not then maybe you'd think about downsizing your home so you can liquidate some of that money yeah you might because the home is you know if, if you're sitting there with a $5 million net worth and a $4 million house, a lot of your net worth is not earning an income then. Right. And unless and you plan you on it downsizing. In reverse and you yeah. had a million dollar house. I'm sorry? Two point, I'm 34, $2.2 million net worth. I have a $500,000 paid for house today. That's perfect. And I just kind of feel like if I want That's perfect. to upgrade one day, I just don't know what. what you can upgrade. You can, you could upgrade. You can you know, but I, but I would I upgrade in a, at a two point two to a half? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, mm-hmm. you can, but I mean, every dot, you know, the, the high because that is a uh, at this point, your home is yes, it's an asset, but it is a consumption because it's not producing income. Mm-hmm. So out of the two point two, every dollar that's in the house is not income producing. So the fewer dollars in the house, and right now you got about one, or you got about what one point seven that is producing income, right? Mm-hmm. And Correct. and and your five hundred didn't. But if you went up, you know, to seven eight hundred thousand, that wouldn't be out of line at all. And also, your net worth is going to be increasing while this happens. Way that's to true. go! You killed it at thirty four years old. I know that's you're right. You're a stud at girl. What you're amazing. How'd you do that? Uh, <laughs> just I don't I I don't know just the same thing. The same thing. I mean, I'm pretty boring. I'm pretty boring. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, you don't you have a life. I mean, did you, you just invested and stayed out of debt? Tell me what you did. I don't put words in your mouth, but 
Yeah, yes, sir. I mean, to be fair, I, I was never in Baby Step Two, so I'm kind of a fraud. But no, you're no, not. you're not. You're just smart. No, that means I you had good parents. <laughs> you can go. You can go kiss your mama. She helped you. I mean, your family had common sense. They kept you out of debt. Yes, sir. Instead of telling you to buy, instead of telling you to buy purses, people can't pronounce. Okay, and it just goes to show (laughs) what a difference it makes when you avoid debt your entire life, as opposed to what I did and what so many people did, which they got into debt and then had to dig themselves out. Then they had to start. What's your income? uh, It's about three hundred thousand. What do you do? I'm an engineer. Huh? Number one. Number one uh, career mm-hmm. field in the millionaire study, or the one that occurred the most often. Second was accounting. Third was teacher. So, yes, yeah, you, yeah. So you, you you fit all the math. You fit all the math, except you're a little bit ahead, like way ahead. You're amazing. Well done, kiddo. That's really good. Very cool talking to you. Yeah, you're going to do fine. You're not going to make a dumb decision here, but um, it's a good discussion because net worth is there's a number that you can look at to tell if you're winning with money. Facts. The FICO score is not a number that you can tell you're winning with money because you could you can get you can your boss could walk in today and give you a yeah. raise of a million dollars a year and your FICO score doesn't change a dime. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's true. It's like uh the FICO score is have you ever gone Dave to a restaurant and the food looks really good. Like it looks good on the outside and then you eat it. And it doesn't taste anything like what you were hoping it would taste like. Kind of like those Baham- like those hotels in the Bahamas. The website yes! doesn't look anything like it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a catfish. And that's what the credit score is. You, you go, I've got the a The credit score is the financial catfish. catfish. I never. That's it. You heard it here first. I've been trying to figure this out for 30 years. You got it. <laughs> you heard it here first, America. That's it. The FICO score is the financial catfish. The credit card is the financial cigarette. That's right. It's going to end up being the worst thing that you ever did, but back when you were young, all the cool kids did it. I right. love it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That's exactly what it is. It's a complete lie. It's a complete lie. It's been lie. photoshopped <laughs> to look like you better than you is. That's right. Because you don't look nothing like that. Oh, I'm no. just saying. Yeah, so the credit score is 100% derived from your interaction with debt. The algorithm that Fair Isaac developed, which is the organization that creates the FICO score, uh, says that every element of the, the creation, the mathematical creation mm-hmm. of your, has something to do with debt. Yeah. You know, how much debt, the how type of debt, are you late on your debt, did you pay off your debt early? Mm-hmm. All these elements run, run into your credit score. If you had a $25 million net worth and zero debt for six months, your credit score would be zero. That's a trip. So your net worth, what Melissa's doing, is the way to measure it, the real way. What's the opposite of a catfish? Ooh. A bass? (laughs) A real fish? (laughs) A real fish, not a fake fish. A beauty queen. That's right. That's right. Your your, uh, net worth is your beauty queen, and your FICO score is a catfish. Ooh. Uh, It's fake winning it's fake beauty it isn't really there yeah it's an it's a it's an avatar yeah so good we can really do stuff with it we can this this will go places right here (laughs) yeah the internet the internet's good for something after all there you go great analogy yeah so 
Yeah. So um, Melissa, at 34 years old, $2.2 million net worth, inherited nothing, is giving away Ramsey Plus, which is Financial Peace University and Every Dollar Together. Yep. That's what that is. She's giving that away in bulk to her family when they ask her financial advice because they very wisely come to her at 34 years old with a $300,000 income wow. and a $2.2 million net worth, 100% debt-free, 500000 of it in her house. They very wisely ask her advice. We always tell you, don't if your broke friends are making fun of your financial plan, you're right on track. Yeah, that's true. But if you're rich, Melissa mm-hmm. is telling you you're doing good. Now, if Melissa tells you you did good. Yeah. Let me just tell you, she knows what good looks like. Well, she doesn't have to give advice. She just lives advice and they Ooh, see it. And then they just saddle up. They just say, Come see here, it. Can we buy you a cup of coffee and tell us how you did mm-hmm. that? That's the fruit. The fruit doesn't lie. That's it. Yeah. It, it's very attractive. Yes. To win. It is. As opposed to fake win. That's right. Catfishing. Catfishing. The real. The real deal. Noodling. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships thank you for joining us america jade warshaw ramsey personality is my co-host today phil in green bay wisconsin starts this hour i phil how are you better than i should be dave how I are you. you it's the same sir how can i help well dave um my question is my wife and i are looking at early retirement and we've taken time over the last 30 plus years of being together um, cutting corners, saving as we can, and uh, really want to take time to, uh, if we can, give back more. We do a bit of volunteering uh, locally as well as nationally, and uh, with our kids grown and gone, want to find out if you think we're in a position where we can uh, not really join the fire crowd, but um, step into um, retirement. Okay, cool. So uh, your house is paid for? Our house is paid for. Good for you. What's it worth? Cool. Uh, four and a quarter. Good for you. Cool. What's the rest of your nest egg look like? Uh, currently, we've got about 2.2 in IRA and 401ks combined. Mm-hmm. We currently have an additional uh, 300k that we've invested in uh, bonds, government bonds currently that uh, vest in October. Mm-hmm. Separately, um, we obviously aren't at the age. Um, I'm currently going to be retiring if we do at 60. My wife will be 57. I'm looking at Social Security deferring out at um, 62 would be like 23 mm-hmm. for me and mm-hmm. it's 67 33 50 approximately mm-hmm. on the current schedules for me mm-hmm. uh, my wife at uh, 67 would be at 1900 and we currently have a, a pension that uh, if i took it early um, which i'm looking at not doing but it'd be about uh, 1200 a month mm-hmm. um, if i took it at 62 it would push out to uh, about 16 and that at 65 it'd be 2200 and what do you guys um, need? What do you guys need a month to live well? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, we think that our current budget, as we went through it, we're sitting at around forty-five thousand on a monthly to run our two properties, and uh, we live comfortably, Dave. We've um, you know always um, made concessions and saved when we could, but um, yeah, we're thinking that's probably going to be what we're going to need to to you know that doesn't include travel. And yeah, that, that's low. You need double. You need double more. that. Yeah, you, you we're thinking that, that is the case, right? Yeah. 
I mean, you you can survive on forty five, but I want you to thrive. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, totally. That's why so, we've done what we've done. Yeah. So two point two were that invested in good mutual funds, and were you accessing it? Um, if it made eleven point eleven point six percent, which is what the stock market has averaged since it began, um, you know that'd be two hundred fifty thousand a year. Right. Where we're at right now, that's kind of yeah. So the other thing I forgot to mention is that we do currently have uh, an emergency fund of fifty k in savings. Yeah. Um, it's in a high yield. Um, but again, what we're kind of thinking is um, probably with the four percent rule, thinking that through, that's probably going to be a little low. So wanted to get your direction on, you know, if you think it's viable that we could pull the trigger, and if so, I think the four uh, percent rule is absolute bull crap. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with anything. That's crap that people drew up on the internet. So let's talk about the reality. Okay, the reality is for the last 72 years, the consumer price index has averaged 4.2%. That is the measure of inflation. Under Biden, we had one year of 9.6%. But the average inflation rate for the last 10 years is 2.3%. Okay? So inflation, if you average inflation at 4, that's fine. Okay? That, that's a 4% rule you could count on. So in other words, your cost of living, your cost of buying a loaf of bread, buying uh, electricity, gasoline for your car for the next 40 years from 60 to 100 is going to go up at about 4% a year. In the last 10 years, it would have gone up 2.3% a year average. Okay. Now, if you do that and you've got it invested in just an S&P 500, which means you're just performing at the market level mm-hmm. of 11%, 11 minus 4 is 7. So mathematically, if you pull 7 out of your account, which you don't need to do, you don't need the money, okay? Right. But if you if you pulled 7 out of your account and left 4 in there, your account is going to grow by 4% a year. So it will grow by enough to where the next year the 7% will cover the increased cost of goods. You build inflation into the system, and that system right there would run mathematically in perpetuation. Mm-hmm. You would never, never use up your, your money. Nest egg. So this idea that you can only pull off four percent is absolute hogwash. Okay, and so you know now, do you need to pull off more than four percent? No, but that's not a rule. That's a rule some financial nerd came up with that is doubling down on hyper conservative, and they're not using good sets of assumptions. Mm-hmm. So I just call BS on that. Anyway. Not fussing at you, but I get this crap from these people all the time, and occasionally I need to hit back, so I just did. Okay, now, the uh, so what would I do? I would set up your accounts to draw 90000 a year minus your pension, minus your Social Security, which probably That's is nice. going to be you're going to pull off 60000 So you're doubling your, you're doubling your income. And so if you're pulling That's sixty nice. grand off of $2 million, you're pulling off 3%. You follow me? Yeah. Well, no, I do. Yep. And, yeah, and, and then that, that, that two million is still going to keep growing. Right on. No, I follow you. And I think we aren't planning to tap into that because, again, we've got the 300K that we, you know, rolled in that'll best and, and mature in October. And um, that's kind of something we can fall back on. We're thinking that we'll probably roll that back for another, you know, if it maintains at five or above, um, just to have access to that. When you uh, say fall back on, what do you mean by that? Be, why would it be a five or above? What are you talking about? Stock market? Um, well, no, I'm thinking that we, in the event that we would have some need for, um, because with our kids and stuff, we've, uh, you know, obviously, um, they're grown and gone and professionalized, but if we wanted to, for example, uh, vacation for a winter in Florida or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, additional funds that we'd have beyond our original, 
um, you know, sixty, seventy thousand that you're talking about after pension and social security if they found yeah. it was just additional cash. And we're thinking rather than and again, the three hundred K though could be sitting in an investment. It doesn't have to be a five percent. Right, right. Yeah, he could right, put no, it No, I follow you. That's why I said I don't want I don't want to deal with five percent numbers. Five percent numbers are for short term money. You make five percent on a high yield savings account right now, and that's stuff you need to access in the next six months, mm-hmm. not the next sixteen years. So you got you got enough money. You're not going to be fooling with your money, dude. You need to keep it all fully invested mm-hmm. and just pull what you need to pull off the income out there. And you can use whichever source you want to use. I don't care. But I would be in good growth stock mutual funds. That's what I am. I'm 63. That's where my stuff is. I haven't pulled a dime out. It's all sitting in good growth stock mutual funds. Mm-hmm. I'm not even pulling an income off of it because I'm still working. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the the uh, but the point being that that um you know you can count on what like, this year i mean i don't even look at the s&p this week but it was like 17 percent last 12 months you would have made mm-hmm. if you were in the standard and poor which is the stock market if you're invested in good mutual funds while everybody's sitting around whining about the biden economy and how horrible everything is and the interest rates are ridiculous and the mm-hmm. housing markets have gone to crap and everybody's talking about all this stuff meanwhile your freaking 401k went up 17 percent Nobody ever talks about that. Yeah. Well, it's not good. It's, 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 it's good, good news. news. Good news isn't broadcast. And by the way, if I were him, I would wait till he's 65 on that pension. He doesn't need the money, so he may as well wait so he can get more of it. As long as everybody's healthy, I would push off return. I'd push off the pension and the social. Mm-hmm. As long as everybody's healthy. This is the Ramsey Show. Jane Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Tarong is with us in West Palm Beach, Florida. Hey, Tarong, what's up? Hey, uh, Mr. Ramsey, how are you doing today? Better than I deserve. How can we help? All right. So, basically, uh, I'm 32. I uh, just turned 32 years old. I um, got married last year uh, with my beautiful wife. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, we, well, this past, this April, uh, we decided to get of our own house. Uh, currently we living in it. We have a very traditional value where we live with of our parents, but well, and at the time that we couldn't find a house, she moved down here, uh, after we got married, um, we decided to buy a house. The house won't be, uh, built until next year. So we, uh, we talked. We spoke with the builder and the community um, that the new community complex is building. That we purchase a house. The house with the closing and everything is going to be about seven hundred and thirty-one thousand. And we, me and my wife, uh, have. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, I would say we have a pretty good financial standpoint. But with this, a lot of this interest rates and a lot of things is like keep going up. It, kind of like doubts me so what we decided on agreed upon was we're going to be putting about 275 uh down payment on the house now she has a very good job she's a nurse manager uh she brings uh six figures in and i'm a uh, uh, i'm a basically a financial advisor uh i bring somewhere around six figure as well okay so, so you have a 200 income or a four hundred thousand dollar income what kind of six figure are you talking about she has so she's a nurse manager. She brings about one hundred and fifteen thousand. Okay. What do you make? And I, I make about hundred and I'm on right now. I looked it up. I'm on track to hit about one hundred and thirteen thousand. 
Okay, so two two thirty. All right, and yeah. uh, you have two hundred thousand saved or more. How much do you have saved? Uh, so current, uh, well, we don't have hundred. We don't. We're not going to put two hundred and seventy five until sometimes next year, probably June or July of next year. Right now, I have uh, in my investment account about hundred and twenty two thousand dollars, and obviously, we're going to have a track. Uh, we have a plan in place where. From now, uh, the time that we booked on April until next year, we're going to be taking 90% of the income, putting it to the side for the house. And you have no so debt? That will, uh, I, I, have, uh, I don't have debt. Uh, I, uh, I never went to the college or anything. I pretty much worked my whole life out mm-hmm. and everything. So uh, this was like, for me, it, I... I I've been uh, watching your show and I've been like listening to how you give advice. I've been following that. Okay, like, so basically everything you can scrape together before the closing is a couple of hundred grand. You're going to put that as your down payment. Absolutely. So you're going to have a yeah, $500,000 mortgage with a $230,000 income. Sounds good. How can we help? Yep. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, what scares me here is like where now my me and my wife like talk about it like you know what because i keep track of all this interest rate what we're at are we doing well in our planning and everything where she and i are in like we're in the age of early 30s we're like she wants to have like family planning set aside something for kids like college saving i'm not sure if we could like get all this covered within the boundary are you worried that you won't have it like once you get into this house payment you won't have enough margin to do the things that you want to do like have a family and you know just live life that's what you're saying yeah yeah so she's all about traveling i'm not fully all like all traveling and everything no you're a tightwad yeah, look, with, yeah. With, with what you just laid out for us, you're well within the bounds. We always say for the payment not to be more than 25% of your take-home pay, You're do, are you doing this on a 15-year fixed? That's the only other part of this discussion. Uh, uh, no, it's going to be 30-year. No, it's going to be 15. That's that's where you need to, that's, yep. You need to be on 15-year. Mm-hmm. It's a lower interest rate to start with, and also you need to get a game plan where you have a house that's going to be paid off someday. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you, if so, you'll live on a written detailed budget that the two of you agree to you can close mm-hmm. on this house and you should have plenty of margin to have mm-hmm. a decent life and continue mm-hmm. and continue to invest on a 15 mm-hmm. year yeah. fixed rate and your income's going to continue to go up exactly and yeah. if the interest rates drop in the future refinance and get rid of a higher rate because you could still be in a higher interest rate environment by next april that's possible. I'm hoping they'll come down by then. We will be in a presidential election year, and they have a tendency to go down in those years. So, but um, no guarantee of that. But uh, yeah. So if if you end up closing in this seven eight percent world, and then they drop drop mm-hmm. to six, we'll refinance it later. But in the meantime, dude, take out a fifteen. You can do this. You've got margin. Let me tell you what I hear. Okay, I hear a financial guy who's really good with math, and you've converted that to worrying. Mm. don't wring your hands plan enjoy the ride plan enjoy the ride but no plans ever come out exactly like you've got them projected 18 years into the future with your spreadsheet at 2 a.m <laughs> right. you can't you go can't to live sleep life like that. plan enjoy have peace it's gonna be okay you're gonna be fine eric is with us in richmond virginia hi eric welcome to the ramsey show Hey, Dave and Jade, how are you all doing today? Better than we deserve. How can we help? 
Good. I am fired up. I uh, just got married in May, my wife and I, and um, we just started Financial Peace University a couple weeks ago. Cool. Um, Good. It, and so we started, and we did step one. We're done with that. Good. But in step two, we're a little scared. Um, Good. Just having the $1,000 emergency fund there. It's not enough. I think it's going to take us. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not. not enough. It's scary. We had a big emergency. It's scary. Up. It's what supposed to be scary. Yeah. Here, here, here. What, what do we do if we have like a five thousand dollar, you know, pet bill or transmission bill? Pet oh bill. What's going to happen? Let me let me break this. Down. I just talked about this last night. When you get to this stage that you're at, when you have a thousand dollars, and this is for everybody listening, not just uh, Eric, it changes the way you think. Okay, when you before you had the thousand dollars, right, and you had a credit card or you had this fake emergency, uh, this fake safety net there, right? If something happens, the dog gets yeah. sick, right? And the vet says it'll be five thousand dollars. You just fork over the five thousand because you're not thinking straight. You're thinking, oh, I'll put on my credit card, oh, I'll do this. But when you have a thousand dollars and things like that come up, your brain starts working a lot more efficiently. You start becoming a lot more creative and you start realizing what's a need, what's a want. Can I be resourceful? Is there another way to go about this? And that's the beauty of a thousand dollars. It's like when the dryer goes out before, when you had credit cards, it's like, well, I'll just go down to Lowe's and get me a new dryer and let me get the newest, nicest model. Right. But when you have a thousand, you go, oh my gosh, my mother-in-law lives up the street. I'm going to go over there and dry the clothes for a little while until I can save up a couple thousand dollars. And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to buy this one on Craigslist, or I'm going to buy this one that's on sale at Home Depot. Right. Your brain starts working better and you start getting creative. And that's how this works. Yeah, how, how much debt do you guys have? Uh, between student loans and credit cards, um, we're at about eighty-eight thousand. And what's your household income? Uh, after taxes, we're a little over a hundred, like one hundred two. Okay, all right. And um, how much do you owe in your car? Um, I only owe eight thousand, and my wife is at fourteen. Okay, and that's included in the eighty-eight. It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so you're debt free in two years. That's that's the plan. Yeah. And I've I mean, already gotten yeah, a couple beans and rice, rice and beans. So you know, here, here's yeah. what's the number of emergencies that happen over one thousand dollars in a two year period of time is very very small. If it comes up, deal with it then. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to come up, okay? And um, uh, and you'll be shocked and amazed. My husband and I had a thousand dollar. Did you ever have a thing when you were, you were seven years? That's what I'm saying. Did you go seven years with a thousand dollars? Well, yeah. I mean, we'd use it if there was an know, emergency. I mean, and build did you ever it back go up. over it? No. What you? Ha- I mean, how'd you? If you had a two thousand, what did you do? You just have to make it. You have you to figure out it. a way you to make it work, it. and then stack up yeah. cash. You talk to the vet and go, Fluffy's. You know, we're gonna do something else with Fluffy. Oh, please, yeah. By the way, set a <laughs> limit ahead of time with the pets. Okay, and then yeah. there's it decides for you. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I love my dog almost as much as I love my kids, but they're a dog. They're not a kid. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to keep this somewhat in perspective. So yeah. I'm not trying to get all you pet people, all you fur people on my in my. You do have to set limits, here, though. But oh, well. And you have to decide, can you afford a pet? You might not be able to afford a pet. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Trampas and Jill are with us. Hi guys, how are you? Hey, Good, Dave, how, how are, are you? you? Welcome, welcome. Where do y'all live? Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee. And how much debt have you paid off? 
Just a little over 126000 Okay. Very good. How long did this take? 22 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? We went from 110 to a little over 210 Very good. Good. What do you all do for a living? Uh, I'm a deputy safeguards and security manager for a DOE subcontractor at the Oak Ridge National Lab. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I take care of him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He takes care of all of us guarding the radioactive secrets, and you take care of him. Yes. It's a fair trade. Yeah. It's a fair trade. Very good. Very good. So uh, what kind of debt was the 126000 Oh, uh, We had everything from uh, fifth-wheel campers to motorcycles to cars to mm. IRS. You know, no student debt or anything like that. But, uh, lots of credit toys. Cards. Yeah, lots, lots of toys. Lots of toys. Yeah. Lots of toys. Okay. Normal. Yeah. So uh, what happened? What happened 22 months ago? What was the wake-up? You did. Uh-oh. How did, I, how did I do that? Well, I mean, we never felt a pinch of, of being broke. We never understood being broke. We, we never had a, an aha moment because, you know, in my, in my mind, we weren't broke. We had plenty of money. We made our payments each month. It all month. came in. It all went out. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. I mean, everything's good. So um, I was actually started listening to your show on the way home from work, just trying to find some kind of entertainment, something besides music to listen to. So... Uh, I come on, and you were going through a, one of the Dave rants, and you were just, I mean, hammering somebody. I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to him. He's fun, you know. And uh, uh, so we were listening for more entertainment value than I was educational value at the time. Until Uh-oh. he got mad at you. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got personal. Yeah, you, you did. did. What, what, the, where, what, what did I step on? You, you called me an idiot and a moron <laughs> and a broke brother <laughs> And a broke brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it>. I didn't. <laughs> well, I, I told a friend of mine, I said, that Dave Ramsey guy, he called me an idiot today. And he said, well, did you talk to him? I said, no, he was just on the air. He's, he's talking about you then, not to you. I said, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> talking about something you did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what did you do that I was picking on? <laughs> well, I mean, everything. I'm, I'm just what yeah. you said. I'm the broke brother-in-law. I'm yeah. the broke neighbor. I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, I, I was a moron with money. You know, I, I thought, I told her, I said, you know, we make too much money, and and we're too smart for for this. You yeah. Know? yeah. And like I said, I never what felt that. What did y'all pinch. do then? Did you did you sell some of the toys? Uh, n- n- we sold our camper, but mm-hmm. we were upside down in the camper, so we sold it and still had to come up with thirty thousand dollars. Good lord! Yeah. Okay. So them them things are. Yeah. How much of the hundred twenty six was the camper? Thirty. No, you said you had to come up with thirty. You were upside down thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but I mean, but you owed more than thirty on it. Yeah, we owed almost 90 on That's what I meant. So yeah. of yeah, the sorry. 126, 90 was the camper? Yes, sir. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So then you had to come up with a 30, and then, what? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a big move right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Okay. So that one, that was the, whoa. That yeah. was emotional when that left. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we took pictures of us with a guy driving off just waving at the camper on the way by and just, you know. Uh, <laughs> take it, go. Go, 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 before I change my mind. Yeah. 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 Wow. So what did it look like? Okay, you, you're you're angry because Dave's called you every name in the book, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, we have to get on board. Jill, what did you say? Were you like, yes, I've been waiting for this moment, or were you like, um, I'm not ready? Like, tell me, tell me more about that, getting <laughs> said, on the same page. I said, what? What did you just say to me? <laughs> no, uh, I was okay with it. You were? Uh, yeah, I was okay with it. I knew we needed uh, we needed to do something, and uh, and we made it happen. So what that looked like? What was that? Getting on a budget? Were you trimming back? 
uh, well, he he sat down and he did. He's better with the the numbers and the the, the planning. I'm the mm-hmm. nerd. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so he sat down and and he said, okay, I think this is what we need to do. This is how we need to do it. And, and we just started. Uh, I started clipping coupons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I started, um, which I'm not a big shopper. Like I d- I've never been one to go out and spend a lot of money on clothes. Sure. You know things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that wasn't an issue. But I did start thrifting and yard selling a little bit more than i used to <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so i love, love to that. do that and right. uh, uh, diy and some stuff so that worked out so yeah, very good yeah. that's very good yeah. how's it feel now that you're free <sighs> amazing how long oh, yeah. have you been married 15 years yep. okay. we'll be how, 16 and have in you January. ever been debt free while you're married no 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 way to go I, I wrote a check on my 49th birthday which was two weeks ago mm-hmm. i wrote that check on my 49th birthday and we're debt free Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so, you know, I'm almost, I wanted to do it by the time I was 50. Yeah, you did. Uh, and, and, yeah. and we did, we did it at 49. Yeah. You did. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Man, way to go, you guys. Thank All you. All right. When somebody says, how did you do that? What do you tell them the key was? I, we just, we had the plan and stuck to it. We downloaded the Every Dollar app. Yep. We stuck to our budget, you know, and there were, uh, you know, I was listening to the shows and stuff, and you uh, you would give us some hints on what to do with the budget and moving some things around. And we spent a little more this month on this, so we pulled it from somewhere else. Um, but just sticking to that budget and sticking with it and believing in yourself, yeah, believing what you can do. And 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 with me, I'm always the when I get mad, I get determined. And mm-hmm. like I'm I said, yeah, I wasn't mad at Dave for calling me an idiot, but I was mad <laughs> at me for being an idiot. <laughs> and then I got I got mad at the debt, and and that's and that's what happened. I we just got mad. We stuck to it and said, mm-hmm. "This is it. I'm I'm ready to kick it. I'm done." And uh, and, and that kind of determination just really. And we had us. to really, really, you know, you have to work together. You can't if you know you get you start to get frustrated. Like, you know, I really want to do this or I want to do that. Well, we can't. We can't go on that vacation. And it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. We can't. We just can't do it right now. And, on on and her forty seventh birthday. <laughs> Tell what, tell what you Okay, on oh, my 47th, I love to, everything's a dollar when I go yard sale. Oh, it was just a dollar. It was just a dollar. I, I got this for a dollar. So nothing's in the budget. I can't do this, can't do that. Um, so my mother-in-law gave me a uh, birthday card, and it had 47 $1 bills in it. And ah. she said, this is in the budget. 47 one time. You get yeah. 47 things. <laughs> she said, spend it at a you know thrift store yard sale or whatever. So I thought that was That's pretty cute. cool. That's, yeah. cool. That's very well done. I like yeah. that. Very. Th- that means she was cheering you on. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, our, whole, our, family, our whole family. Yeah, my mom, his family, parents. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. great. That's very good. Yeah, very cool. All right, I've been doing debt-free screams for uh, almost thirty years here on the air. You're the first Trampus. Oh, good. That I've had. I'm a first. So that means uh, your mom and dad must have been like fans of the Virginian. Yeah. Virginian, that's where. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yep. that's an old TV show. Yeah, you got to be old to know what that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I, I was a month early, and they didn't have a name picked out yet. And when mom went to have me, dad was still waiting in the waiting room and watching the TV show, and the Virginian came on. There it is. And that was his favorite character. So when the nurse came out, they said, we need a name. He said, name him Trampus. We'll change it later. It was a great character. <laughs> that's a great character. And never changed it. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's fun. Congratulations, you Thank two. You. Thank hey, you. Hey, we've got a copy of, of the Baby Steps Millionaire's book for you. That's the next step in your process. The Total Money Makeover book. You can use it or give it away. And the Financial Peace University membership, same thing. Use it or give it away. That's the living give box you either live it or you give it or some of each we'd love to have you do all that thank you guys for coming hey you're heroes thank you, thank thank you. you so much I'm very proud good of you. thank proud you of you. you're thank amazing you.
very you. very cool yeah that's a tough thing y'all did mm-hmm. it's really hard and it's really worth it i'm proud of you trampas and jail knoxville <laughs> tennessee 126,000 paid off in 22 months making 110 to 210 count it down let's hear a debt free scream Three, Three, two, two one. We're debt-free! Yeah! That's how you do it. Absolutely amazing. You never know how those rants are going to be taken. Look. He was yelling at me. He was calling me names. That's the way I felt back in the day. Did you really? A little bit. A little bit. You called me dumb. Did I? Through the magic of the radio waves through the uh, you, uh, through the millions of people that were listening you were the one i selected yes you know? yes okay <laughs> you know dave dave you have that power your voice follows people around <laughs> it haunts you it haunts you yeah. yes well it's also why i have such a fan club on twitter <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yeah, I, I can breed trolls like nobody can breed a oh, well. troll. I'm just telling you. <laughs> That's your spiritual uh, gift. It is. <laughs> but the people that know us know that uh, the only reason we would do something like that is because we love you. We're there to help you. And if you think otherwise, you just misunderstood the whole idea. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, it's Dave Ramsey. And Rachel Cruz. And we want to tell you our number one tip for managing your money well. I'm talking about budgeting. Yes, and everyone knows that I am a huge fan of budgeting. (laughs) Well, that hasn't always been the case, though, has it, Rachel? No, but listen, I seriously love it now because as soon as I started making a budget, I learned that it puts you in control of your spending. And my favorite way to budget is on our app, Every dollar. Yep. Every dollar makes budgeting simple. It's the easiest way to make a plan for your spending so you can prioritize the things that matter to you. And you can get started today for free. Just download the app and check the show notes for the link. And you guys don't wait to start budgeting. Download every dollar and create your free account today. Do it. It's the best. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Christy is in Phoenix. Hi, Christy. How are you? Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, my husband and I own a franchise. It's a restaurant. Um, Don't really want to say the name, but we have a business loan, a pretty hefty business loan, which so we owe two thirty on the business Mm -hmm. and we have about that exactly 230 equity in our home Mm -hmm. would you sell your home to pay off the business loan because the interest rate just keeps going up and up and up and our payments are now we've owned this restaurant for three and a half years and we started paying 2500 a month and now we are at 4500 a month because of the interest rate Mm -hmm. would you sell your house to pay off your business loan are you making money yes we're making money but how much what's your pro, what's your taxable income in 2023 going to be like take home no taxable Tax- income what are you going to pay taxes taxable on income. what's your tax return um, going to tell me you made the real profit of the real profit maybe like 700,000 won't you just pay it off you're going to pay taxes on $700,000 profit <laughs> 
Maybe not. That may be not profit. That might be gross revs. All the numbers. That might be gross <laughs> revenue. That might yeah, be. Yeah, it might revenue. be. You're right. What do you take home? Do you know that? Out of the so business, we pay ourselves a salary from the business. Yeah. What is that? And and that's about um, forty five thousand each. And then he retired from the army, so he has. Whoa, 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 whoa. Each. Sorry. Um. No, together. So you make a forty-five thousand dollars salary, okay? At the end yeah. of the year, was there six hundred thousand dollars laying around in an account? No. Then you did not make a seven hundred thousand dollars profit. Okay, then no. I'm, yeah. I'm really Prof- profit is what you the what numbers. the business not pro- profit gross revenue is the total money coming in. Mm-hmm. Then minus expenses equals profit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And I hope to God you made more than $45,000 on $700,000 worth of income. Do you guys have money laying around in any savings for the business? We do. How much? So so right now, to get us through our winter, we live where it's kind of, it's hard to make it through the winter. So we have $50,000 to get us through the winter, this coming winter. And $25,000 we just put away for savings. And then we have another, that's in a savings account. And then we have another $25,000 in cash. Okay. So it's a little hard for me to tell you what to do because I can't figure out whether you're making any money or not. You've been doing this three years, and it sounds like you've gathered my up husband about My was here, and then he had to go to the dentist. Otherwise, yeah. he That's knows okay. all that. He does all That's the okay. numbers and stuff. I'm, so here's, yeah. here's the – let me kind of give you the concept, and then you and your husband can talk through it. The concept is I would sell my home only if I can't figure out a way to clear this debt in about three years which means you would need okay. to make more than more than you know you after you pay your bills and eat you'd need to make an extra 75 to 100,000 dollars a year to throw at this loan. Okay. And I don't know if this restaurant is producing that or not. It doesn't sound like it is. So it does sound like you have made a mistake and you've overpaid for this franchise and this mess you've gotten yourself into, and it probably cost you your home. You're probably going to have to sell your home or you're going to end up bankrupt. Is this the only mo- is the business the only money coming in or do you guys have other side jobs? She, he has he had military yeah, so retirement. He, okay, just he has retirement. a military retirement, yeah. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you guys need to figure out. But it sounds like you guys are making maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year off of this total, including the money you're setting back and the money you're taking home and all that. Um, and that yeah. that means you're probably going to have this debt around for four or five, six years if you keep your house. So the fact that you overpaid for this restaurant, you got excited, and the fact that you went into debt to buy the restaurant, uh, and, which you should not have done, by the way. Um, then, then I would not have done this deal. Uh, uh, but you're there now. Those things are forcing you to sell your house. Um, so it's as if at the beginning of this whole project, you said, I want to own this restaurant more than I want to own my house. You didn't Mm -hmm. mean to say that, but that's what it comes. It's what it's going to come down to. And so I, unless you guys can figure out that you can pull a hundred thousand, seventy-five to hundred thousand, out, out of the business mm-hmm. and throw it at the debt, and still pay your bills at home and eat for the next two to three years. If you can do that for three years, you're out of debt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it, but I don't think this thing's generating that. Now maybe it will start, but the fact that you have down winters in the restaurant business is weird. Yeah, I I felt the in same Phoenix. thing. 
Yeah, I had I had more questions, but you know, I think yeah. forty five to to earn forty five thousand a year off the business just it's doesn't not, feel worth it. It's not. They're they're making more than that, but not much. Yeah. All right. Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Will is with us. Will is in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Will. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. How can we help? Um, I have thirty thousand dollars in gold and silver. I'm sorry. And I have twenty. <laughs> and I have twenty five thousand dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if I should pay that off. Yes. Thanks for calling. Because I get married. <laughs> I get, yeah. Yes. Yes. I get married in nine days, and my pastor and I we went through marriage counseling, mm-hmm. and he recommended recommended me to talk to you. Okay. And I just wanted to see. Yeah. Let, let, let's reverse it. Okay. Let's say you were debt free and you were getting married in nine days. Would you go borrow thirty thousand dollars to buy gold and silver nine days before you get married? Well, no. No. You would not. So we're going to revert. We're going to reverse engineer, and it'll give you the instant answer that Jade gave you. Sell the gold and silver now, today, and be debt free and before your honeymoon. It'll change the way you walk. It'll change the way you mm-hmm. talk. The rich rules over yeah. the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. That's what your pastor was talking about. And when you are no longer a slave, you can devote yourself to your new bride. And two year olds, bright and shiny future. And it's not bright and shiny because it's gold or silver. It's bright and shiny because you're smart enough to never do this crap again. Yeah. The next time you start investing in baby step four, make sure you're going into mutual funds and not gold, not silver, not single stocks. Well, we're going to give you Financial Peace University, uh, which is our nine week class on how to handle money as our wedding gift. You and your wife go through that after you get home from the honeymoon. Okay. Some people are so nerdy they do that on their honeymoon. That's, That's just weird. weird. Stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. I don't want to go on I don't <laughs> That's I'm on not the, the videos. I don't want to go on the honeymoon with you, okay? <laughs> so wait till you get home. But we're gonna give it to you for free and get you signed up and uh, get you going on that. So open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Those of you that want to know a little bit more about money, we're doing a free live stream of our first two hours of the Smart Conference in Chicago Saturday morning. We would love to have you do that with us. Uh, Jade will be speaking, and George Camel will be speaking in the first two hours, and we're live streaming those two talks completely free. Mm-hmm. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash live and uh, we'll get you signed up for that and get you going. You do not want to miss that. Dr. John Deloney's book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, is rapidly building its uh, sales to be a number one bestseller. Mm-hmm. It comes out uh, October the 3rd, just a couple of weeks from now. And if you want all the pre-sale goodies that we give you, $20 for the book, $75 worth of goodies, if you pre-buy it, you can get all of that now at RamseySolutions.com. Lots of things happening right now. That's right. Around here, a lot of things happening. You can come to the Smart Conference if you're in the Chicago area. We'll be there Friday, heading up there in the morning, and we'll be there Friday evening and Saturday all day and we'd love to have you there's a few tickets left you can still get in ramseysolutions.com slash events in other words a lot of the stuff you want to do you'll find over at ramseysolutions.com we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this is the ramsey show live from the headquarters of ramsey solutions it's the ramsey show where we help people build wealth 
to work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for jumping in, America. It's a free call. Jade Warshaw Ramsey Personality is my co-host. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- 825-5225. Lisa is with us in Colorado Springs. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Uh, I'm a longtime listener and a studier of the um, baby steps, and, uh, but a first-time caller, so I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you for being with us. How can we help? Uh, of course. So my question is... At what point do you decide either to declare bankruptcy or to pay off old slash bad, like try to pay off debt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, old bad debt can usually be settled for pennies on the dollar. Um, okay. uh, to give you an example, we bought uh, a couple of years ago as a Christmas present for our team, uh, we bought $10 million dollars worth of old, bad medical debt, repo debt, and credit card debt. And um, there were um, 8,000 accounts, and uh, we bought that for 250000 bucks. And we called all the people and forgave their debt. That was our Christmas present. Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. We, got, we have 1,000 team members. Each of them got to call eight people and tell them that Jesus forgave their debt. And so, um, so it was pretty cool. It was kind of fun. But the point is not to brag on us, but the point is $10 million for 250,000. That's That's uh, two and a half cents on the dollar. Wow. That's two and a half percent is what we paid for it. Okay. Okay. So if you had one of those debts and you called one of those people, they would have settled that for 10 or 20 cents on the dollar easy. So if one of those was a $10,000 debt and, uh, we bought it for $25, you could have bought it probably for a hundred or $150, you know, something like that. Right. Or we bought it okay. a $10,000 debt. We bought it for 250 bucks. You could have paid it off probably for 1200. So point is pennies on the dollar. So let's, mm-hmm. let's back up and talk about the real world with you. How much old bad debt do you have and what kind of debt is it? Excellent. Okay. So it's actually not me. I'm, I'm calling for, uh, because I, I'm, Dealing with my mom and my dad. Okay. So my dad passed away um, back at the beginning of the year. I'm sorry. Um, he, yeah, um, you know, but God is good, and I know where he's at. So yeah. <laughs> we're just celebrating his life is, and trying to uh, wade so through. How much old bad debt do they behind. have? So he had um, between him and my mother about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. On what that, kind of debt? Um, it's five to ten plus years old, all consumer debt. Like credit cards. Yeah, it would be credit cards. Um, he had a small business, and um, his small business he used debt to finance, you know, to finance his business, and so. Yeah. So does mom um, have any money? Right. So mom has um, about $20,000 in savings. Mm-hmm. Does and mom Does mom is, have a house? Mom has a house. It's worth about $300,000, um, but it has a um, reverse mortgage on it for about $145,000. Mm-hmm. What state um, is she in? She's in Texas. Okay. 
Yeah. She does also have some, um, some I would call it a delinquent debt. So that was also used to try and split the business. That's actually all in her name. And it's, I would say, 90 plus days old. And there's about a, a 15,000 of that. Okay. All right. Does anyone in your family have any money, you or brothers or sisters? Um, I, we're working, my husband and I are working through the baby steps right now. So we have, um, we have nothing that can't, uh, no, nothing that's not going to debt right now. Okay. Um, my, I have a, an older brother who is newly married and a savings of the answer yeah. for him is no. And my old, my younger brother, I actually have no idea. Right. How, how old's your mom? She is 73. Okay. And right, let, point, let me talk you back through this. Uh, philosophically. Okay bankruptcy mm-hmm. um i've been through it when i was in my 20s it's horrible right okay yeah. Phil- philosophically it's right on the same list as divorce right it's a horrible thing it's never a good thing it's never a pleasant thing it's not something you want to do and if you think you might be facing it you try everything else to try right. to avoid it before you do it you want to pull out all the stops right Never, never right. do it. And that's your absolute last, 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 last resort. Cause it's not a wealth building tool. It, there's a lot of unintended consequences that come at you because of it. it you know, you, you don't want to do yeah. it if you can avoid it. Okay. Just like you don't, you know, like you're talking to a young couple that's had a fight. You don't, you're not divorced. You just had a fight. Okay. So, uh, it's the same thing. And, and so, you know, for number one, I put it in that bucket. Number two, just like divorce, Dave Ramsey never tells you to do it. There are I've yeah. never in 30 years been on the air and said, you need to file bankruptcy or you need to file divorce. The one exception on divorce is if somebody is getting, uh, I have told a couple of ladies that are getting beat, getting, you know, domestic violence situations that they need to file divorce. They need to get out of there. Okay. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't tell people to do stuff like that. They make their own decisions. I, t- I just I understand if they end up doing it, I'm not mad at you. If you end up doing it, I went through it, but I wouldn't not divorce by bankruptcy, but I would tell you not to, if there's any way you can. So all of that to say, all of that to say, does your mom have an income? She uh, receives like $800 a month for social security. And then she drives lift. Um, If I remember correctly in Texas, your home is protected in bankruptcy. In bankruptcy. Yes. In Texas, Texas and Florida both have a hundred percent homestead. And, uh, so if she files bankruptcy, they won't touch her home and they will allow her to keep X number of dollars of cash, probably five or 10,000, but not much. And everything else would be collected by the bankruptcy courts and used towards her debts. What I would attempt to do is to help her to begin to solve this for somewhere around a dime on the dollar. Okay. If she can make this all go away for ten or twelve thousand dollars and a lot of phone calls by you on her behalf, okay. beating the crap out of these people, and you're going to have to beat the crap out of them. You're going to have to say, right. "Widow lady in Texas files bankruptcy. You get nothing." This is going to be the headline right. if you screw with me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. offering you this. Don't mess with me. You better take the deal. Because if okay. you don't take the deal, I'm going to hang up the phone and go to the next one. And when the money runs out, you're going to end up holding nothing, zero. So go through okay. and try to settle these 10, 15 cents on the dollar. And I think you can help her avoid it. But, boy, it's a, you got an uphill battle. You do not have a lot of resources to settle this with. So it could be done, but it's going to be tough. 
It'll be tough. If you run out of money, you run out of patience, you run out of steam, she may end up filing, and I won't be mad at her. But it won't be, but I, but I would try everything else first. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey Podcast listeners, get inspired and motivated to build a great life with our weekly newsletter. Delivered straight to your inbox, this email has helpful articles, tips, and tools to help you win with money, improve your relationships, and move forward in your career. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter today to sign up. It's free. And again, RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is our co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade, let's talk bankruptcy for a minute. A Chapter 13 is the most popular type of bankruptcy. That's a repayment plan where you pay back a portion of your debt. Uh, some debts 100%. If they're uh, secured debt, like a car loan, it's paid back 100%. Uh, if it's a student loan, it's paid back 100%. If it's a credit card debt, a medical bill, it can be paid back at pennies on the dollar, but you pay payments according to your income in a Chapter 13 over 60 months, five years. And then the debts that were partially paid in the plan, the rest of them are forgiven and uh, in bankruptcy. But you have filed bankruptcy. Now, sometimes Chapter 13 people don't think that's a bankruptcy because it's a payment plan. No, you filed <laughs> federal bankruptcy. That's a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. A Chapter 12 bankruptcy is a farm situation, very unusual bankruptcy. A Chapter 11 is a very large bankruptcy. Usually you see corporations do that. Mm -hmm. Big companies do that. Like they'll, uh, like a Bed Bath & Beyond will follow Chapter 11 and they'll dump 75% of their stores and they cut all the, all the leases loose mm -hmm. and they keep the profitable stores. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then they restart the company. Toys after bankruptcy. So it's a reorganization <laughs> for a large amount of money, typically a large company, a business, an ongoing concern. The When people think of bankruptcy, generally what we think of is Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which is total bankruptcy. Whew. And that's where, quote, unquote, all your debts are wiped out. Only they're not. not but that's not. the thing. So mm. student loans are not bankruptable. IRS taxes are not bankruptable. Uh, so if you follow Chapter 7 and you have IRS and you have student loans, you come out of the Chapter 7, you still got those. Uh, if you want to keep something that has a secured loan against it, like you keep a car payment, you want to keep the car with a payment on it, you have to reaffirm that debt and just keep paying it. You can bring it current if you're behind, and then you re-sign that documents, and you keep going and you keep paying it. Or you give up the car. But you can't get rid of the car debt and keep the car. That's not an option. They have a lien on the car in a Chapter 7. So you're going to give up the car or you're going to re-sign. So I have had people, Jade, come in and say, we're going to file bankruptcy only. We're going to reaffirm the car and the rest of our debt, student loans, and IRS. Well, you didn't file bankruptcy on anything then. Yeah, <laughs> There was no, no relief from the bankruptcy. You Everything survived it. Yeah. So stupid, stupid, stupid. Don't do that. A Chapter 7 bankruptcy stays on your credit bureau report for 10 years. It's the only thing that stays on 10 years. Everything else stays on for seven years. Chapter 13 stays on seven years from the date of last activity, which is seven years from five years from now. 
You start oh, it, that's it takes a good five point, years to the go five through year it. Payment plan. So you yeah. end up 12 years from today if you filed 13 today before bankruptcy is off of your credit bureau report. Mm-hmm. So these are the things they don't talk about when everybody acts like bankruptcy is easy or bankruptcy is quick or whatever. Yeah. And what we were talking to her about is when you file bankruptcy, they give you a personal exemption per state, the state that you live in. Even though bankruptcy is federal court, the, the exemptions are by state. And they give you a homestead exemption. Mm-hmm. The homestead exemption is the amount of your home equity that you're allowed to keep. And so you can't have, in most states, a $400,000 paid-for house and file bankruptcy and keep it. The bankruptcy trustee will take that house and sell it. They will give you the exemption amount, which in Tennessee is $7,500. Wow. And so you will lose the house, give $7,500, and they will use the rest of your equity to pay your debts. That is painful. That's big. That's painful. That's big. Now, if you live in Florida, Texas, or Arkansas, they have a 100% homestead exemption. So they don't take your house. You can own a $2 million paid-for house in Florida and file bankruptcy and keep the house. Question. Do you think they have a higher rate of bankruptcy filings because of that exemption? No. That's the de- the data doesn't show that it doesn't. That's no. interesting because bankruptcies are more based are based on other things. Most people don't use bankruptcy as a method to screw people. Mm-hmm. And you know, generally, if somebody's got a two million dollar house, most people will sell the house and pay their bills. Yeah, even if they're in a state that doesn't require them to do that in bankruptcy. Okay, because most people are trying to do the right. They're trying to figure their way through this. Okay. They don't even. But and, and but there's a few people that you know yeah do stuff like this but you know so that's a pretty vast difference between texas and say tennessee mm-hmm. tennessee seven thousand five hundred dollars you get to keep texas you keep all of it no matter how big it is if it's your personal residence that's a big difference so like kentucky five thousand dollars louisiana thirty five thousand dollars i pulled up the list on uh oh google google here so maine is forty seven five maryland twenty two nine seventy five where'd they come up with that massachusetts five hundred k you can keep. Okay. Michigan, thirty thousand. Minnesota, four fifty. Mississippi, seventy five thousand. Missouri, fifteen thousand. Nebraska, sixty thousand. So yeah. so you can see it's all over the map. Mm-hmm. But uh in all but those three states, if you have a super expensive home that's paid for, you don't keep the home in a chapter seven. Wow. And you're gonna you're gonna be set. so the point is if, if you're not going to get rid of student loans, you're not going to get rid of the IRS, yeah. and, and, and you're going to re-sign for the car, um, and you know you, you owe $8,000 on credit cards, that's the only thing that's going to go yeah. away. And you've lost your, and you've lost your and, home. And then you're going to lose your home, or you're going to be handcuffed in some way or another. It's usually bankruptcy is not a big help. Yeah, that's just an atom bomb and not really much gain from it. Yeah, it, in that, in it's, that it's dropping an atom bomb on a tomato patch. I mean, it's just, you know, there's not, it, it's a yeah. it's serious overkill. And so, um, you know, that, that's why a, a lot of times what happens is, is that people get so scared, mm-hmm. they're terrorized by the calling, the collectors calling and calling, and collectors are nasty. They sure and, are. And they're, they're giving you a hard time, and they're doing all this stuff. They get scared, and they go, well, I'm just, I'm, I give up. I surrender. I'm going to mm-hmm. file bankruptcy. But it doesn't fix it. Yeah, and especially when you times. think about the chapter 13, you think, well, you can come up with a payment plan. You can negotiate these things exactly. down yourself. Exactly. And you, if you do it our way, you're probably going to do it in less than five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, um, you know, our last caller, and, and, you know, we got up against a commercial break, and you mentioned this in the commercial break. They had a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Mom, mom and dad. The lady was calling for her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a reverse mortgage, which is going to come back and bite her later. Yeah, because she can only pull out That's a so time. much it, equity. It when the equity 60, goes. It goes up to 65% of loan to value, and after that, they're going to stop. Mm-hmm. And then she still has to pay the taxes, the insurance, and maintain the property. And if they don't, the reverse mortgage company will foreclose on her. That's right. And um, She's and the, only going to drive Uber or Lyft for so long, right? And she's 70 yeah. driving Uber. So uh, what's this tell us? Well, it tells us that mom's probably selling that house in the future. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the thing I didn't do in that call that I probably should have, and you brought this up, it was you you telling me the truth, was that they, they probably need to sell the house now. Yeah, before they run out. It gets rid of the reverse mortgage and take the equity that's there. It'll mm-hmm. clean up her debts as she settles mm-hmm. them. She can get a nice little apartment and live on Social Security and a little bit of Uber or Lyft money Yeah, and not have all this stuff hanging over her head. I agree. Um, but, you know, Daddy died in January, mm-hmm. and here we sit in September and mama's got all this stuff crashing down around her ears, and she's 70 and driving Uber. Ugh, my heart goes so out to them. The, the thing I'm going to, you know, now we're going to sell her house. That's going to be really hard. Yeah, it is going to be hard, and but she's probably not going to want to do it or I, understand why. I, yeah, but but you've been running a business for 15 years at a loss, and you got $120,000 in credit card debt, and that's where it came from. So that's, you know, this is the, the chickens coming home to roost, as, as yeah. they say. But it's very difficult, but really... What what when mom is, and when that lady is seventy five years old, what is the best course of action for her to have taken? Mm-hmm. I sell the house right now. Yeah, absolutely. Clean up all the debt, settle it all. She's one hundred percent debt free. She's in an apartment, and all the pressure's off. That's right. And all the shame and the condemnation from the bills from the past, and all the collectors calling in a year that she's grieving her husband's death. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. It's all cleaned up. You know, I wish I'd thought of that while I had the lady on the air. They're still listening. Uh, maybe tough stuff. This is the Ramsey Show. Open phones this hour at 888-825-5225. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Michael is with us. Hey, Michael, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. Where do you live? Uh, Torrington, Connecticut. Connecticut. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid off, sir? About $40,000 in uh, 13 months. Good for you. Range of income during that time? Started at around 60 and finished just over 100K. Good for you. Excellent. What kind of debt did you have? Uh, I had a car note, about 23,000 on a car, Mm -hmm. uh, 8,000 in various medical debts. Seven and a half K on credit cards and about fifteen hundred on miscellaneous uh, small debts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were normal. Yeah, pretty normal. I think normal. What happened? What what was the deal thirteen months ago? Well, uh, I just I thought I was doing a good job keeping up with the Joneses. I had a decent condo, nice car, and um, you know I just found that I was stressed and anxious all the time. Mm. And uh, I know I'm a single parent. And that stuff bleeds down to our kids. And um, I don't know. I just decided that I really wanted a better life uh, for both of us. Mm. So that's around when I found The Ramsey Show. Good for you. So the stress of the debt wasn't worth it to you? Definitely not. No. Wow. And how old's your baby? Uh, She's 13. All right. Very good. Good for you. So how did you find The Ramsey Bunch? 
Uh, just uh, looking up on YouTube, I found you, and um, I think you were doing, um, you were on a rant, a kind of an anti-snowflakery rant, and <laughs> I was like, that is my guy. Yes. And uh, that's what, I, you know, that's when I really became interested in the show, and um, yeah. yeah and, the, and, heat, the heat from those rants has been known to melt entire inches of snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. It was just what I needed to hear. (laughs) So great. (laughs) So you were a uh, recovering snowflake. You recovered. He's not a snowflake. Well, no, no, I wasn't a snowflake. You're saying you just, just, he he agreed with me and that meant I Ah, might have something else to say. It got my attention. It definitely got got my attention. I like it. Very good. And (laughs) um, so um, I just basically, I just went to work. I mean, my side jobs have side jobs. I work so many jobs. What was the most lucrative side thing you did? The thing that made the most money? Uh, well, I'm a chef by trade, and probably it's hard to say, but probably I did a lot of 1099 catering jobs that were very lucrative. Mm-hmm. That's cool, um, like some private chefing. That's some good money. Huh? Yeah, very good money in that. And um, I do a lot of deliveries, food and grocery deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why those have been so great is because my daughter likes to come with me. Um, so it's kind of a way to work extra hours. Um, and, and spend and time with her at the yeah. same time. Cool. Yeah, she's yeah. she's been my navigator, my DJ, my traveling comedian for <laughs> thousands <laughs> of deliveries. Well, and you know, if she's doing the DJing, the music's much better <laughs> than if you did. She would definitely agree with you on yeah. that day for yeah. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. Uh, very good, man. Very cool. So, what kind of money can you make doing the side chefing idea? Um, that it, it's, it's all, it's over $50 an hour. I yeah. can tell you oh, that. That's great. Yeah, I um, so. and that's yeah. a lot more than I make in any of my other jobs. Um, yeah. but you know, good for it's you. It's nice to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. That's but so I mean, cool. well, that's again, the, usually we find the best side gigs are an extension of your professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. like teachers that do tutoring can make 40 or 50 an hour, Absolutely. you know, a side gig, that yeah. kind of stuff. We see that all the time, but just taking what you're doing in your professional world and, and moving it around that mm-hmm. way. Good stuff, man. So, uh, who was your biggest cheerleader, other than your thirteen-year-old? <laughs> um, I had a lot of I have a lot of coworkers that cheered me on. I think most people, uh, most friends and family, probably think I'm a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just, are. Yeah, I am <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, yeah and I'm crazy. proud to say. Uh, you know, disregarding the credit score and all that is uh, it's a tough sell to a lot of people, Absolutely. you know, a lot of my family. But they but they've always supported me and encouraged me. They may not agree with it. But now that you paid off 40 grand in 13 months, do they believe it all? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. That's pretty good. I hope they yeah, do. That's, yeah. That speaks volumes right there. You actually did it. It's not. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I would say definitely uh, budgeting was the number mm-hmm. one thing for me. It was something I had never done before. I couldn't have even told you how much I made a year how much how much debt i had honestly i had no idea because um, i had never laid it out like that and so uh using every dollar was uh, a big big help for me i still use it now that's cool very good very good good for you man i'm proud of you way to go hero how's it feel to be free i can't tell you how great it feels i've never fallen asleep so fast at night before my head even hits the pillow because i just don't you know, I used to stress out about, you know, the next paycheck and the next bill that's due. And, and um, I just don't worry about that anymore. I just don't have to. And it's just a great feeling. And um, I just encourage people that um, it, even if you're a single parent, you can definitely do it. Um, yeah. You know, just that's start really budgeting and, and get to work. Yeah. Let them be your DJ. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Amen. Very that's good exciting. stuff. Good stuff. Really, really cool. All right, we've got a copy of uh, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. You're on your way, hero.
And uh, Total Money Makeover book, and you can give that to somebody if they actually inquire about how you pulled this off. And the same thing for Financial Peace University. So that's the live and give box, and it'll get you uh, get you something you can live and some you can give. So good stuff. I know your Appreciate daughter's not going to join you on stage, but let's honor her anyway What as the DJ. What's her name? That's Clara, my daughter. Clara. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Clara. Appreciate you supporting your dad, and uh, your dad's a hero. You ought to look, you ought to tell him he's awesome because he is. <laughs> Very cool stuff. Good job. All right, Michael from Connecticut, forty thousand paid off. Side hustles had side hustles. He did it in thirteen months, making sixty to one hundred. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt free. Yeah. I love it! Way to go, kiddo. So, Jade, uh, in the program today, we've had two debt-free screams. Both of them said that every dollar, the every dollar budgeting app was key. It is key. Because, like, I mean, he did a great job explaining it. Most people, I think I read a stat that said 70% or 77% of Americans, if you say, hey, what did you spend last month? They, they couldn't tell you. I mean, I do. Because they don't have any, I mean, they, they really do not track it at all. You don't track it. And when you start tracking it, there's a rule in business that says what gets measured gets done. Mm, that's so good. And, yes. And, and same thing's true with money. If you don't measure it, if you don't tell your money what to do, you'll always wonder where it went. The Every Dollar Budgeting app is the world's best budgeting app. We brag about it, but, but it really is. It's yeah. legitimately amazing. Uh, you can try it completely for free. And this coming Tuesday, George Camel's going to be doing one of our budgeting webinars. Jade's already done a few. Rachel's mm-hmm. done a few. Y'all are going to be doing some more later. That's right. This coming Tuesday, George Camel is back after he's his wife just had a brand new baby, and mm-hmm. uh, they've been at home for a while, but he's back. He's going to be with us in Chicago this weekend. But then this coming Tuesday, he'll be doing the, uh, the Every Dollar webinar. He'll be online. Uh, we limit that because you get to interact with him with questions during the process. People jump in. That's right. And so if you want to be part of the webinar there on this coming Tuesday, George Camel's going to be doing it on putting together every dollar. It's completely free. It's completely free. So you just go to everydollar.com slash budgeting, and you can learn how to do some of the stuff that Michael did, and he paid off $40,000 yeah. in 13 months. Yeah, it's so necessary. And so many people think, oh, I have a budget. I do it on paper every month. But it's not the same because when you go on the every dollar one, you track, you're tracking each day what you're spending to make sure you're actually hitting your numbers. It's not just you setting it and forgetting it, right? Right. And that to me is the key. Well, so, I mean, you, you can set a budget and forget it, and it's not really a budget. It's no. Just, it was a, it it was was just a, a list. list. Yeah. Exactly. It was exactly <laughs> what it was. And so, you know, in business, we have, you know, you have your budget for the month, and then you have your actual for the month. Mm hmm. And you say, okay, we brought in more revenue or less revenue than we thought Mm -hmm. over or under budget. Mm -hmm. We spent more or less than we thought over. And our profits were over or under. Mm -hmm. And you compare what you plan to do with what you actually did. And every dollar does that minute by minute. Yeah, when you're doing it in real time, you can adjust as opposed to waiting till the end of the month and going, oh, crap. Because you can't keep spending more than you make. You're not in Congress. That's right. Everydollar.com slash budgeting george camel going to be this coming tuesday the 19th of september free webinar sign up for it this is the ramsey show our scripture of the day hebrews 12 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful 
Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Abraham Lincoln said, Discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Ooh, that's good. Catherine is in Minneapolis. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. I am super excited to talk to you. You too. What's up? I have, um, I've been listening to you since I was 25 years old. I lived right there in Franklin, Tennessee. Now I'm 54 and I live in Wisconsin, right outside of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. My husband and I, well, I followed you, like I said, for years. Um, we have two. We're both optometrists. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a farmer and I'm also a yoga instructor. We have been practicing optometry for about 29 years. We are completely out of debt. That happened about four years ago. We feel very blessed. We worked really hard. Way to go. We're, thank you. Um, we're wondering if you might have some advice of where to go now. We were all with drive and bigger when we were trying to get out of debt, you know, checking off of our boxes and all of that. And now that We've done that. We've got about four and a half years left that we want to do optometry before we retire, but we're we're feeling burned out. We're not feeling that drive and that vigor and that sense of accomplishment of checking things off. And we're just wondering if you have any advice of, I don't know, where to go from here. And like I said, I feel very blessed even mm-hmm. speaking this question. Um, so you've paid off the debt. This is- House and everything. House and everything. Oh, yeah. Way to go. That's yeah, amazing. Right before COVID. Right before Congratulations, COVID, the yeah. house got paid off. Thank well, you. And we feel very proud. Good, um, but good. now we're just trying to figure out how to keep that drive right. going and, and to be able to work for the next four and a half years. <laughs> well, in some ways, you don't need the same drive as far as that intensity because it's like, oh, I'm paying off debt. I'm doing this. You've earned the right to take your foot off the gas. Obviously, you're, you have all of this margin now, right? So you're doing those three things that we always do with money. We're giving some of it. We're saving more of it and we're spending it. And I think that that's yeah. kind of what you guys need to, this is the good part, right? This is a fun part where you sit down I know, and you look at that margin and you're like, okay, because here's the thing, you've got to, you've got to give something because then you realize this is what this was all for, right? You've got to keep that right. perspective. And the more you give, you realize that you've got to spend some of it because if you don't, it's like, all we do is work, 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 right? And you're not enjoying it. So you've got to spend some of it. And then of course, you've got to continue to save because you are thinking about the future. You are thinking about this life that you want to have. So that's really, that's really all there is to it. And now I get what you're saying because you are in this mindset for however many years of, I'm just stacking away. I'm going, going, going. And it's kind of hard to turn that off. What I have, what I, what I did was, um, I found that in not only in business, but from a ministry perspective and uh, mm-hmm. from a financial perspective, I get a lot of energy from a detailed goal. Mm-hmm. That's my husband. Yeah. And I, it, uh, it doesn't even matter what it is as long as it's detailed and it and I can measure progress towards that goal. OK, it could be a generosity goal. It could be uh, we want to go on this trip and we want to save towards that. It could be. uh uh, you know, a, a, a friend of mine just bought a big classic car that he's thought of for the last 20 years he wanted to buy. And that was a big goal. Mm-hmm. He worked towards it. He said, now what do I do? I said, mm-hmm. you need another goal. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it okay. is. Get you a goal, you know? And, uh, and, and so, uh, 
you know, one of the most fun ones we've had, Sharon and I have had, and we're in the same place. I mean, baby step seven and at the ends of our careers, right? And so forth mm-hmm. was I ran into this guy who, uh, not counting his tithe and his normal rhythm of giving, in addition to that, he had a goal. He wanted to give away a million dollars in a year to ministries mm-hmm. just to give to other help other people, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so we set that as a goal, and we were able to do it one year. And that was so much yeah. fun. And then we decided, yeah. I want, then I decided a few years ago, and we did this about three years ago, I think, or four, uh, I guess it was a year before COVID maybe, we said, uh, I want to give away a million dollars in in one day. <laughs> that was fun. That's crazy. That was crazy, you know? And, yeah. and I, I'm a kid yeah. from Antioch, Tennessee, man. I, I can't even, <laughs> I couldn't even wrap my head around having a million dollars, much less giving away a million, much less giving away a million in one day. Let me know the next time you're planning on doing that. And, and let me put my, <laughs> let me put my <laughs> name in the hat. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying the point, the point is that the stuff we teach works and it puts you in a position. If you live like no one else later, you can live Mm -hmm. and give like no one else. And so what you need then is something that matters to you. That is a very clearly defined high definition goal to where you will know exactly how close you are to it and when you hit it. It's not vague. It's not some sin, It's not some mm-hmm. feeling. It's very objective, very measurable. And you say, okay, by this date, we want to do this. And then your mind automatically starts unpacking uh, what my friend Henry Cloud says. He says, what must be true? Yeah. It's not true today in order to be there at that date. Yeah, that's right. What is it that to, in order to give that, save that, uh, you know, I, I want this, I, I want to be in a position I mean, you know, I don't mind the vague ones that are kind of funny. I, I used to work for a guy that was real motivational. He was a great guy. He said, I want to make enough money I can read the menu left to right. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at the price first on what I'm going to order, I'm going to look at the stuff, decide what I want to order, and then I'll notice the price. That's right. He said, that's a that's a state of mind. Now, that's a little bit weird, a little bit funny, but but it is I a mindset. That. It mm-hmm. is a, it is a, I've gotten comfortable. I've gotten content. Mm-hmm. Uh, this meal is not going to. Oh, yeah. Define me. I can do whatever I want to do with this meal. It's like what you said about Sharon wanting to be able to just go to the store and you know you can put what you want in the basket and it's not a it's not a thing. It's a buggy. I can't say it. <laughs> I can't. I can't go there. <laughs> she wanted to go to the grocery store and it's fill up her buggy. Bu- I said that on the live stream the other night. Bu- and basket. Rachel and Jade made so much fun of me when I got off the air. They're like, a buggy? No, you did it on the air. <laughs> we you made did. fun of me on right the live stream. Right in front of your face. <laughs> it's not a buggy. It's a cart. It's not a cart. It's a buggy. A basket. A cart. A shopping cart, it's if not, you will. Like a, it's not a baby buggy. It is a, I don't know, that's what we call it. So anyway, she wanted to be able to go to the grocery store and buy groceries without thinking about it. Yeah. Because we were so broke that we had to squeeze every Look. dime on every paycheck on everything. We couldn't breathe. That's how I feel. I, I relate to Sharon in that way so much. That was my thing, is I... I want to know that we ha- can, but now we can budget enough to where I don't have to be think. I don't. I'm not calculating it as I go, right? Yeah. I guess if you've ever been where you didn't know if you could feed your kids, you weren't a hundred percent sure you could Ooh. feed your kids. We all they always got fed. We mm-hmm. weren't, but it was it was touch and go. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been there, where that's a different kind of terror. Yeah. And if you've ever been there, then you know, going to the grocery store and filling up your buggy. 
filling up your cart with anything you want to put in it, mm-hmm. that becomes a really solid goal. That's funny. And the funny thing is, like I said the other night, she's such a tightwad, she still doesn't do it. But <laughs> And now she could buy the grocery store, but you know, but that doesn't matter. She just goes in there and gets whatever. Fill up your but, buggy, open up your pocketbook and pay for it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> po- <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't get it. If you say buggy, you also say pocketbook. What's wrong with pocketbook? It's a wallet. <laughs> it's not a wallet. It's a purse. A pocketbook <laughs> and a purse are the same thing. No, your pocketbook is your wallet, right? No. Booth guys? No. Wait a second. I've only ever heard pocketbook in like a woman's purse context. Purse. It's a purse. <sighs> you open it? Okay. My mama carried her pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I remember that my whole life. I don't, well, where still, did you grow up purse? anyway? wallet you know i only know these phrases because i have family in virginia so I, that, that's how i know about it well, we can't keep you on here long enough we're going to teach you to speak hillbilly i'm that's, just saying i'm getting close you keep your pocketbook in your buggy that's right that's what you do when you're shopping oh I'm my just goodness saying. bobby robertson's from alabama is that true bobby you keep your pocketbook in your buggy keep your, okay that's, that's you what it, right it is there. i'm just saying <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Guys in the booth, great job today. As always, we appreciate you. The booth dudes, as always, doing a great job. Jade Washaw, good job as well. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.